Cue drum roll, please. What is going on, you motherfuckers? It is Friday. It's another day of early release. That's an interesting uh, introduction. Uh, if you guys have missed my voice, my solo voice, we're back. It's another day. It's another beautiful day out here in uh, sunny Florida. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys are about to have a great fucking weekend. Uh, this weekend has a load of fights that's going to be, they're going to be great fights this weekend, man. I mean, Conor McGregor, Dan Hooker, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. Oof. Guys, it is going to be a crazy weekend for the lightweight division in the UFC. Um, I hope you guys are excited as I am. We actually have a uh, conversation with a longtime uh, martial arts friend of mine uh, coming up on Monday. Um, and we're going to be able to talk about all the the fights that are going on in the lightweight division that just that would have happened already because we're going to record this on Sunday. Uh, that's a very interesting uh, podcast to tune in because we both have known each other for a very long time. We've practiced martial arts together, and he's go- gone on to do different things in martial arts, and uh, so have I. So uh, it'll be interesting to come back and, and talk about our, our experience for sure. Uh, so tune in on that for Monday. On another note, I am thinking about changing the schedule a little bit for the podcast because uh, right now it's Friday and my internet's out, so I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to post this or not. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be able to go up on 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 the scheduled time, 12 p.m. Eastern. So, with that being said, I'd want to more than likely switch um, the podcast to two days out of the week instead of three. That way I can fo- focus more on the content and um, kind of give you guys a better uh, a better experience to listen to. Um, so that being said, I'm, I'm thinks, uh, starting next week, I'm more than likely going to post only on Monday and Friday. And of course, we can't miss out on early release day. If you guys are listening to this right now, you're probably in early release. You're probably out of school. You're probably out of work. Congratulations, guys. You've made it to the weekend once again. Oof. No better time, all right? So uh, today's topic are, is going to be about these fights. Uh, even though I'm going to have a conversation with my with my friend on uh, on Sunday about these fights, I want to kind of give um, a preemptive talk about them, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because Sunday we'll, the fights would have happened and we'll get the uh, post-fight experience after that. Uh Man, these fights, I don't know if you guys follow martial arts, if you follow the UFC at all, but um, this is going to be a crazy weekend for the lightweight division. We have so many people. It's basically a lightweight card. Uh, we have Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler, and then another fight uh, on the light from the lightweight division is Matt Frivola versus Otman Azatar. I, who the fuck knows how to say that? But it's going to be a good weekend for sure with all these fights. Jessica I fights again. Um, who else is on the prelims? Let's take a look at the prelims because prelims sometimes on the Connor fights are, are kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, okay. These prelims don't seem to be, they seem to be upcomers to look out for. But man, let us talk about DP versus Connor. I mean, that is a fight to look forward to. This is the rematch, the second fight. And, you know, the more you think about this fight, the more we think about uh, the first one and how that went down, how Connor just 
demolish Poirier. And I think um, that's going to be, if not exactly what Connor does again, um, it'll. I don't think it'll be a war. I don't think that can be a war. I think uh, Connor has been out of the cage for a long time. I can't see Dustin Poirier knocking out <clears throat> Conor McGregor. I can see. Look, Connor looks massive. Connor looks big. He looks strong. He looks ripped. I mean, he has veins that you've, I've never seen before on his abs. Didn't know it was possible. His physique looks incredible. He looks fast. He looks smooth. He looks calm. More, more. That's the most important thing I think that Connor has ever brought to the table is how calm he is. Every fight, he handles pressure so well. And um, I believe that Connor is going to handle this fight so smoothly. Kind of like how he handled the the fight with, with Cerrone. I mean, he hadn't been back in, what, one and a half years, something like that, and fights Cerrone. Um, and not only fights him, but just knocks him out. I think it's like the first 30 seconds. I mean, he looks he looked incredible. And and that's the thing. I think that Connor is going to look clean like that too. You know, he he looked calm in Cerrone. And if I'm I'm watching these press conferences and these embedded videos, if you guys don't know what embedded is, UFC puts out an embedded for every major UFC fight card that kind of follows the life of the fighters between the week of the fight. So it'll show you media, it'll show you how they'll, they'll train on Monday and then fly out on Wednesday. It's a very cool uh, docu-series that you should watch if you're into the UFC and MMA. I think boxing does it too, but uh, the UFC ones are very a lot more interesting, in my, in my opinion, about 10 minutes long. They're great videos, and it really gives you a perspective of what happens during fight week. So I would take a look at those if you're interested in it. It's very fun to watch, but watching the press conference that happened today, Thursday, January 21st, Conor McGregor, or I guess, yeah, no, I think it was today, it was either today or Wednesday, the 20th, but Conor looked calm, he looked collected, he wasn't shit-talking, he had a lot of respect for Dustin Poirier, Uh, Dustin Poirier looked a little fluttered the whole time, I don't know, he looked a little stunned, I guess, he... It almost seemed like he knew that the press conference was going to be about Connor and his return and all these questions for Connor, 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 Connor. And he just didn't look like he wanted to be there. So, um, looking back at fight one, the way Connor got into Dustin's head, it almost seems as though that is uh, replaying his brain. That's what it seems like to me. Looking at how Dustin Poirier handled himself today, it wasn't like he wasn't calm or he was being aggressive. He just looked like he did not want to be there, uh, which probably, you know, understandable. You, you're cutting weight. You're starting to not eat as much. You're starting to drink less. Um, you probably don't want to be doing that, but either way, you have to, and he physically did not look like he wanted to be there, and so that kind of makes me feel like it was kind of like how Cerrone handled his fight against Connor. It's the biggest fight, and he said it himself, it's the biggest fight I could have ever ha- asked for, and I did not want to be there. And that's kind of how Dustin looks to me right now. And Dustin is a plus 260 underdog, so Connor's a 310 favorite. Um look, I I kind of agree with those odds. I think I think DP does not look ready again for Connor. I mean, he looked great in his last couple fights. 
Um, even the Habib fight, he didn't look... I mean, Habib makes everyone look bad, so it doesn't really matter. But Connor's looking good. And if, if Connor is saying the things that he's saying and they're true, I know he's a marketing genius so that he can sell us on anything. Like, for instance, he sold us on the Floyd Mayweather fight. Looking back at the Floyd Mayweather fight, before I continue with Connor's physique, looking back at the Floyd Mayweather fight, he sold the world on that fight. Even myself, and I actually believe that he could knock out the best boxer in the fucking world. Looking back on it, fuck no, he couldn't. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe he could have. Maybe. Maybe in like the 0.1% chance that he has as a fighter. But he uh, he sold us on that, and he sold me on that for damn sure. Uh, so if he's saying the things that he's saying, they're true. Like, I've never felt as good. My physique is light. It's zippy. It's fast. It's... It's got a lot of velocity, a lot of power. This is the most power I've ever had. If if it's if this is true, I do not think that Dustin Poirier survives. I think he gets knocked out. Not not under sixty seconds the way Connor talked, but within the two rounds for sure. If it goes past three rounds, if Connor is speaking the way he is speaking, which is he's lightweight, he's fast, he's zipping, he's got more power. I can see him exhausting even harder than any fight he's ever really been through. And he hasn't fought in... The last five-round fight he fought was, I mean, Nate, first of all. And then before that, I think it was three or four rounds versus Habib. So it's been a, a long time since his conditioning has been has been put to the test like that in a real fight, in a real go at it, you know. I mean, he says that he has a octagon in his backyard and he's been having fights every week. Who knows? Who knows if that's true? And and if it is, good for him because he needs that, you know. And but at the end, end of the day, it's still not a, a true, true fight. You know, it's not for money. It's not for fans. It's not for the the world. It's for you. So at the end of the day, it's still practice. It's still sparring. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting that Connor is back and looking the way he looks. He definitely looks motivated. He looks confident. His frame looks great. He does look like a lightweight, but a, a heavy lightweight. As a matter of fact, I, I, I believe that Connor is taking the uh, approach of not doing a weight cut. I think he's going to try to naturally slim down uh, to like 155, 157 and then do that weight cut. So a very slight weight cut, which I think is the proper way you should do. These weight cuts are, are, are terrible. Uh, they really they affect your performance. So I do think Connor is naturally looking looking to skim down to the 55 or 57 mark and, and and then the rest water weight and if he does that i you know dp i don't think dp does that i think dp looks like a skeleton every fucking time so look that could be that could be massive for connor too connor's looking great dp needs to survive if dp wants to win this fight he needs to get a takedown. Look, DP's a black belt. Connor's a brown belt, you know, so there's that interesting aspect of the game as well where he can easily just take him down. Not easily, excuse me. I'm not going to say easily, but he can take him down if possible. Uh, we've all seen people try before. Even even he had, I mean, Habib struggled in that first takedown for a long time. Connor defended that very well and then finally got taken down. But if DP can take Connor to the floor, these first two rounds, I think DP can win three, three, four. You know, if he can take them, I can see DP winning two, three, four, and Connor winning one, five, easily. Just because Connor always seems to get a second win in his final round, always. 
uh, especially with power. For some reason, his power is there in, in, in the fifth. Not the speed, but the power is there in the fifth. In the fourth, he always dims down on the fourth. Always. Um, so, on the fourth is a recovery. That's probably what it is. He probably recovers on the fourth. And on the fifth, he's... Uh, He's he's ready. He's regenerate regenerated. So, and I think that's why Habib got him on on the fourth because he was taking he was taking a chill chilled out round. But D, look, DP, I don't. You can't count DP out. If DP can can get Connor to the ground, and he's an incredible Brazilian Jiu Jitsu practitioner, if he can get him to the ground, look, this 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 could go DP's way. I, I, if he sits and bangs, you know, DP has the hip hip replacements and. I'm actually not sure if he has hip replacement or hip surgery, but um, he's got bad hips, you know, and those bad hips are going to, he's going to feel those bad hips in uh, in that fight, I think, because Connor is going to come out uh, with body shots. He's going to come out with a lot of kicks because if Connor goes back to the way he, um, the way he, Used to fight versus Seaver and Chad Mendez, that kind of front kick poking to the to the to the torso. I mean, that's that could fuck up DP. That can keep DP out of range. But I don't think Connor fights like that anymore. I think Connor, as he's aged, he's his his fight IQ has gotten higher, but his his scrappiness has gotten higher too. He wants to scrap. You know, what I mean, he wants to. Uh, he really wants to get in there and fucking bust a motherfucker up not that I got scrappier because he he was scrappy as fuck in the beginning of his career he wants to he wants to box that's kind of what Connor wants to do nowadays I mean I can't remember the last time we saw Connor throw one of those front kicks to the body he did the kick to Cerrone's head that knocked down Cerrone but yeah these body kicks like we used to see if he does that against DP, DP's gonna have a hard time getting in. But maybe he can catch it and take him down as well. This is gonna be such a good fight, and, and I think this, I'm more excited to see DP versus Connor than I am to see Habib versus Connor. I don't Habib versus Connor does not interest me anymore. We we've seen what Habib. I think the if you listen to the way Connor speaks, you listen to the way that he sells that fight. You know, today for instance, Connor told the entire crowd. He said, uh, "We're gonna get him." He he fought the worst of me, and I fought the best of him, and he knows that. And so he's cowarding. Look, I don't. Maybe that's true. Maybe that was the worst of you, but I don't think the best of you beats Habib. I mean, maybe one out of ten times you beat Habib. Maybe, maybe. If you're lucky, you know. If you. I, I, it's hard because I mean, when he speaks like that, you're like, you're man, he's he's really he's really gonna get this guy. But then when you rewatch the Conor versus Habib fight, I don't care what you say. Conor looked great that fight. He'd been training, sure, he was on a lot of booze and all that bullshit, but he'd been training and been training for a long time. From what I remember seeing his Instagram post, training for Habib for a long time. And Habib still demolished you. Look, I don't care who you are. You could be the hardest punching person in the world. If Habib takes you to the ground, your punching power is over. And Habib will take you to the fucking ground. Right? So there's there's 
one out of ten chances that Connor knocks out Habib or wins, and that's a knockout. And um, that's it. That's all he's got. So I, I, I'm not interested in, in seeing Connor versus Habib. So going back to the DP Connor fight, who it? What happens if DP wins? What does DP get? Does DP get Habib again? Well, no, because Habib demolished Poirier, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Habib made him look like a white belt, but he makes everyone look like a white belt. That's beyond beyond the point. He made him look terrible. He really did. Um, so what what's next for DP? Who do you give DP? Do you give the winner of Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler? No, I think the the loser of DP Connor fights the winner of Dan Hooker Chandler. It's only it only makes sense to Hooker. Hooker is number six in the world. Connor's number four. If Connor loses, Dan Hooker versus Connor. I mean, that's naturally what you would assume would be great. And Dan Hooker, he's kind of a sell. He's a selling point now for the UFC. I mean, Dan Hooker's up there, and he's fun to fucking watch. I, I mean, if you're looking at fights like, if you're looking at the fight Hooker versus Connor, that's a fucking fun fight to watch. DP versus Hooker. That's a. I'm pretty sure DP had knocked out Hooker as well. So. um Maybe, maybe, maybe around round two. See, like DP's in this in this position right now, that he is a, not only a gatekeeper, but there's just no fights for him, in my opinion. That because he's fought every single person. I mean, who do you give? You you give. You maybe maybe you give DP Tony, but Tony might if if DP loses. If DP loses, you give him Tony. Because Tony's on, look, he's he's not on his way out, but he's got he got destroyed twice, you know. So that's kind of, it's hard to say. Let's give let's give Tony DP if he wins, because Tony lost twice in a row. Maybe you give him Charles Oliveira. DP versus Charles might be good too, but DP gets, in my opinion, destroyed by that. So what do you what do you do if if DP wins? DP gets. You don't, you don't, you already fought Gagey, right? You already fought Gagey. What the fuck are you going to do against Gagey? I mean, I guess maybe, maybe that is what you do. Because Gagey, since Gagey is number one, or, yeah, I think it goes number one and then champion. I don't think champion is considered number one. Let me see. Um. Yeah. So it goes number one and then champion. So champions Habib, number one's Gagey, number two is Poirier. So Gagey did lose to Habib. Poirier did win against Gagey. And if he wins against Connor, logically speaking, it would be Habib versus Poirier. But Poirier got wrecked by Habib. You don't give Poirier Gagey again because you already beat Gagey. Gagey needs to come out and win. Gagey can't lose and then be put against Poirier. You just can't do that. So it looks like it would be for the vacant title. Be If Poirier wins, it would be Oliveira versus Poirier. Oliveira is three. Yep. That, that's looking like a good fight. I mean, again, I think Poirier gets destroyed against Oliveira. Oliveira looked fucking phenomenal in his last fight. So uh, what happens if Connor wins? If Connor wins... You give him Gagey, that's a fucking phenomenal fight to watch. If Connor wins, Gagey versus Connor, I mean, a showdown of just pure brute strength and boxing and 
clean shots and just willpower. I mean, that's that's a fun fight to watch. So DP lose DP loses. Connor wins. Connor goes against Gagey. Beautiful fight. I think a lot of people tune into that. They're both selling points. Connor's a fucking the biggest selling point, and Gagey is just his own now. He's got his own thing going on for him. What brings back Habib? Nothing brings back Habib, in my opinion, other than the GSP fight, but that's apparently off the table. Plus, GSP's 39. Does that really interest people? Does that interest fans? It interests me. I'm not sure why. Because I don't think GSP ever gets down 155. There's no such thing as a catch weight at 160, 165. Habib doesn't go up to 170. I mean, that's that's to me that's a far stretch. The GSP Habib, far stretch. So I think Habib just retires twenty nine and zero, and keeps his promise to his mother, and doesn't keep his promise to his father. I would like to see Habib ten more times, just like uh, just like Dana said, ten more times. But then again, I want him to retire undefeated. You know, it's it's weird because he's retired right now, 29-0. But for some reason, that doesn't feel right. It's kind of like, I saw I saw this the other day on Twitter, and, and it's right. It's You don't listen to music at 29 ever. You put it to 30 or 25. One of the two, you, you round up. You don't ever leave it at 26, 27, 28, or 29. You put it to 30. And this is how I think Habib should should react as well because he's retired, undefeated, but it doesn't feel like he is. It feels like there's one left in him. It really does. And I'm hoping... Uh, look, I'm I'm not trying to see Connor. I'm not trying to see Connor Habib, but that's logically what's more than likely the UFC is going to try to sell. Connor Habib too. I mean... I just hope that... Uh, here's the thing. There's always that scare because that one out of ten time that I, I said that Habib loses could be it. You know, this it could be the Habib two fight or Connor two fight. I don't want Habib to retire on um, twenty nine and one. I really don't. I want retired thirty. You know, he has to be thirty. You know, it just it just makes sense. That guy is the greatest of all time. He has to be thirty. You know, he has to. So I don't want to see Connor get that one out of ten. I really don't. I want to see Connor lose twice to Habib. As much as I love Connor, I love Habib more. I mean, just his fighting style is my favorite fighting style. That pressure never stops. It's really fun to watch. Uh, kind of like how we saw Max Holloway this last weekend. If you saw Max Holloway just demolish records, by far my favorite performance in the UFC, other than my favorite fight to watch is Connor Diaz 2. My favorite performance ever is either that Max fight or Habib Gagey. Just seeing how Habib evolved in that fight. It's almost like he's like, okay, I just want to get this over with. I know what I need to come do. Let me turn on my switch real quick. It almost feels like he was holding back against every opponent. And against Gagey, he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to turn on my knob real quick. Let me let me turn on my power. He turns on his, he turns, presses a button. Next thing you know, he's a different fucking fighter than every other fight we've ever seen him. He looks phenomenal. So, how about um, what happens with uh, Hooker if Hooker loses? Hmm. Chandler gets put up on the list. Chandler gets put up at what position, though? Does he get put up at seven? 
I mean, Dos Anjos is seven. When was the last time Dos Anjos fought? Paul Felder's kind of retired himself. Ally Quinta is number 10. Yeah, it looks like... It really does look like Michael Chandler, if he wins against Hooker, he gets put up to seven. I think Hooker stays on top of him because he just defeated so many people in the division. Uh, so what does is, what is Chandler get? What does Chandler get if he wins? Does Chandler get those Andros? Or does he get Ferguson? Or does he get Oliveira? Ooh. Now that's a good fight. Jiu-Jitsu versus wrestling. Oliveira versus Chandler. But I don't think I don't think the UFC or I don't think Oliveira would ever agree to the to to fight a person who's under him, you know? Oliveira's playing the safe route. Man, there's so there's so much we can speculate and talk about. So much. But it doesn't even matter because at the end of the day they'll choose the fights that we want to see and they they do a great job of it for sure. And um who knows what's gonna happen. I guess the the more I talk about it, the more my mind gets twisted in the web, like what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that? And I can't do that. I think I just need to let Saturday play out the way it's gonna play out. And we'll see what happens there. Moving on to the welterweight. When the fuck is Kamaru fighting again? How about Colby versus Masvidal? When's that happening? That's an interesting fight I want to watch. Uh, Thompson versus Edwards, maybe. When the fuck is uh, Sonya going to fight again? How about Jones? Jones hasn't fought in a minute. When's Jones fighting? So much shit going on. It's crazy that John Jones just uh, relinquishes his belt at light heavy before even moving on to heavy. He just kind of relinquished and that was it. He didn't fight for heavy first for the double weight, double division championship, which he could have done. He could have kept lightweight in a stalemate until he got his double champ. Or at the bare minimum, try to get double champ, you know. And if he didn't like heavyweight, he'd come back down to light heavy. But he just relinquished it. He didn't give a fuck. Man, so this this card on Saturday, UFC 257, is UFC lightweight. That's what it is. It's a lightweight tournament. It's a kind of reminds me of those old those those old Japanese MMA uh, scenes. Kind of or not scenes. Um, Tournaments, rather, the ones that like Hicks and Gracie would fight. You would fight like five times in a day. That's uh, UFC needs to do something like that. They need to do something like that. Kind of go back to that origins, like the Valitudo. Valitudo was like that. It was like um, five fights in a day. Probably explains why Hicks and Gracie has like four hundred wins and zero losses. He fought so so many fucking times. He fought five times in a day. And you win every time? I mean, come on. Not to mention just all the jiu-jitsu tournaments too and you're the best at jiu-jitsu. Saturday is going to be an intense day for the lightweight division. Everything I said here is going to change on Saturday. I'm excited to see it. I think a lot of people are excited to see how this... I mean, it's the best division right now for sure. Welterweight's fun. Welterweight's fun. Welterweight's definitely a fun division. But... 
Kamaru is a boring-ass champion. Habib is a fun-ass champion to watch. So it should be an interesting week, or weekend rather, for the lightweight division. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Listen, guys, tune in on Monday for a very good podcast uh, with my friend. We're going to speak about martial arts. We're going to speak about all the lightweight stuff that happened throughout the weekend. Um, if you guys like this episode, hit the follow button, subscribe, whatever platform you're on. Follow us. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on Twitter. Talk to us on there. And uh, I hope you guys have an amazing early release day. I hope you guys just got out of work. I hope you guys just got out of class, whatever it is. Go enjoy your fucking weekend. Get ready for our fights tomorrow. I hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday for another episode of the Early Release Podcast.